Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Adult education, parent education, that's my topic. You know, it's been said, and it's an interesting little quote, that our children are the parent's best teacher. You know, but the problem is that we as parents don't often listen to our kids. We don't give them opportunity to speak. We speak to them. We often speak with them. But rarely do we actually stop and listen and give our kids full reign to talk to us and talk with us and to lead that conversation. So really, kids are the best potential teacher for parents. So here's the deal. If you gave your child opportunity to talk, if you allowed your child to just tell you what they think, what they want, how they view life, how they view home, how they view family, how they view you as a parent, what they want from you as a parent, how they would want things to be different, how would they want things to be better, what would they say? Well, from a survey, let me give you some of the answers of what kids would say if they finally got their chance to talk to their parents. Here's number one. Please show me. Don't just tell me. You know, that's really a powerful statement. Children want to be shown, which means they want you to do something with them. They want you to teach them, but do it in a interpersonal manner, doing it with them, not just going and telling them what to do and then having them go and do it by themselves. They want that connection. They want that bond. They want that togetherness when they learn a new task, when they carry out a responsibility or they carry out a new duty or carry out something that you've asked them to do. Show them. Take them by the hand and show them how to do it, where to do it, when to do it, and how to do it. And then a child can learn a new behavior and can learn a new lifestyle, but they do it by you showing them, not just telling them as a parent. That's number one. Here's number two. Kids would say, love me convincingly. Okay, here's the deal. Children want to be loved, obviously, and parents love their children. You know, when I see a child in my office as a psychologist, I ask them, do your parents love you? And they, almost 100%, almost, not all, but almost 100% of the kids say yes. So then I follow that up with another question. How do you know? How do you know that they love you? About a third of the kids cannot tell me the answer to that. They just assume that their parents love them, but they cannot tell me how they know that a parent loves and experienced the love. They don't see it. They don't hear it. They don't feel it. So parents somehow are not getting their word out. They're not getting their word across to their kids that they love them. It's important that a parent love their child, sure, but it's more important that a parent convincingly communicates their love for their child. Okay, that's number one. But here's another aspect of that. I then asked the kid, you know what, it's not really important, So, and not, not, not as important, let me say it the other way, not as important that your parent love you, but what is important, that you believe it, that they communicate that in a manner that you believe it to be true. That's what's important. So hence my statement, love me convincingly. That's what kids really are asking parents. Love, yes, but convince. Do it in a manner that convinces me, that really shows that there's honesty there's genuineness, there's integrity, there's uh, purposefulness in your efforts to communicate your love for your child. Then a child will accept it. Then a child will believe it. Then a child will know that they're loved. Okay, here's the third point. Kids will say this, discipline me, but in a kind and firm manner. You see, kids are not afraid of discipline. Kids are not uh, rejecting of discipline. Kids know that discipline goes with childhood. Kids know that discipline goes with parenting. Kids know that discipline goes with family life. 
Kids know that discipline goes with maturing and growing and becoming a full human being and an effective human being. So discipline is not to be avoided by parents, not to be shunned, not to be uh, skipped, if you will. Kids want discipline that's firm, but it's kind. In other words, it's in that moderate range, if you will. But it's in that range where it convinces a child not to do something, but to do something else instead. That's the issue of discipline. Discipline is to correct. Discipline is to change behavior. Discipline is to change attitude. Discipline is to change mood. Discipline is to change the way people interact and, and uh, communicate with each other. But it's got to be done kindly and it's got to be done firmly. And then kids will accept that and will honor that. But when it goes beyond the bounds of kindness and goes beyond the bounds of firmness, then a child not only rejects the discipline, but rejects the parent who gives that discipline. Okay, here's the next point. Four. It's number four. Be my best and safe haven. That's what kids are saying to their parents. Be my best and safe haven. In other words, protect me. Care for me. Provide a protective environment for me. I go to school and I get beat up. I go to school and I get criticized. I go to school and I fail. I go to school and I have stressful experiences. I go other places. I go with my friends and sometimes then goes well. I get stressed. But when I come home, I want to know that home is a safe place. That I have a parent there. I have parents there who will console me, who will protect me, who will comfort me, who will take me in and just give me that support and comfort and then guidance. A home and a parent relationship needs to be a safe haven for every child. Okay, here's the next point. Number six, accept me. This is what kids will say to parents. Accept me for who I am and what I am able to accomplish. And then they can add to that, just push me a little bit. In other words, kids want to be accepted, obviously. They want to be accepted for who they are, male and female and young and older and capable and uh, less capable and able to talk and communicate or less able to talk and communicate. Whatever, whoever they are, accept them for what they are and then for what they're able to accomplish. Help them be convinced. Help them learn your faith in them and your confidence in them that they can accomplish something. But you know, the kids also want to be pushed a little bit. They want to be pushed from the B to the A. They want to be pushed from the C to the B. They want to be pushed from the B minus to the B from the B to the B plus. In other words, kids don't mind a parent that just pushes them, expects a little bit more out of them. But it's got to be fair, and it's got to be kind, and it's got to be just. Okay, here's number seven. Learn to trust. Learn to trust me as a child, as your child. Give me a chance to prove myself. That's what kids are saying. That's what kids are saying to parents. Learn to trust me. You know, parents have to put their children in a situation where they can learn to be trusted. You have to give children a chance to make decisions. You have to make opportunities for a child to carry out some kind of an activity, some independent activity. And if they do it, if they do it well, that generates trust. It, it creates a sense of trust between the child and the parent. But you got to give a child the opportunity to prove that they can be trusted. They have to have choice. They have to have options. They have to have opportunity. They have to have that freedom to make a mistake, if you will. And if they come through it well, that trust is developed. You see, what you want to do is catch your child being good, not catch your child being bad. Because when you catch your child being good, the trust develops. You want to catch your child being careful. You want to catch your child being reasonable. You want to catch your child being kind. You want to catch your child making a good decision. 
because that builds trust. Here's the next one. Kids say, encourage me. Help me gain faith in myself. In other words, kids have a underlying feeling or um, caution about themselves that they're not really sure about themselves. They're not really confident. Kids have to learn self-confidence. Kids have to learn to believe in themselves and to trust themselves. And that's the job of a parent. Kids are saying, encourage me. Tell me what I've done well. Tell me when I've done well. Tell me what I have done well. Tell me what to do next. Tell me how to achieve, how to uh, uh, accomplish. Encourage me in that way. And then help me just believe in myself. Have faith in myself. Help me understand that, yes, I can do it. Yes, I'm capable. Yes, I'm competent. That's what kids want from their parents. And here's the next point. Introduce me to God. And introduce me to the place of faith in my life. Kids look to their parents for their religious mooring, for the religious groundwork, for the religious foundation, for the building up of some form of faith, Catholic faith, Protestant faith, Jewish faith, whatever. Kids look to their parents for that establishment of faith, which means they want a parent to introduce them to God, to introduce them to the Bible, introduce them to church, introduce them to the religious teachings, religious, introduce them to prayer, introduce them to Bible reading, listening to the Bible, interpreting the Bible, understanding the Bible. Kids want parents to be religious and want that religion or that religious emphasis to permeate the home so the child is raised in a home where there's a religious acceptance, a faith acceptance, and the advancement of a particular faith in their life. And here's the last point. These are what kids want to tell their parents. Be in my life, and let me be in your life. You see, it's easy for a parent to just go and do the things that your kids do. Go to their soccer games, go to their school, go to their special events at school, go to parties with them, birthday parties or whatever it might be. Kids want their parents in their life to share their experiences and to do things with them and to enjoy life together. Kids also want to be in the life of a parent. Kids want to go to work with their dad. Kids want to go to work with their mom. Kids want to go to to the social events of their parents. Kids want to go and meet the friends of their parents. You see, kids want to be in their parents' life so that there's a real substance to family life. Kids are in the life of the parent. Parents are in the life of the kids. That's what makes wholeness. That's what makes goodness. That's what makes quality family. When we share lives together, we share experiences together, we introduce ourselves into the life of each other, and we share all the people and all the activities that we do separately as well as together. So there you are. When kids finally get their chance to talk to their parents, that's what they will say. Parent, listen up. Listen to your kids and go through this list with them. But you know what you might want to do? Ask them if they want to add a point or two. What point would they add to this list? Maybe kids have their own little wishes. Maybe you need to know what that is. Give your kids chance to talk to you, okay? Anyway, nice to have you with me. And remember my book. You can always get that. This is an excellent opportunity for you. Doctor, teach me to parent. You can get it on my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com, or get it on Amazon. So uh, pick up my book, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. Good opportunity to kind of look through these kinds of issues so we learn as parents together and together with your kids how to be a better parent. So thanks for joining me, and um, see you again next time. Bye for now.